In order for a person to move from the perspective of Oilam Abzeh, which he tells him we have two brachas that relate to different um, events that can occur. A dying emes for something that's that's negative or tragic. Um for things that are positive, which we celebrate. Um, in order to move from that kind of perspective to the perspective of Oilam Abba, where all a person makes is a hatoy v'ameitiv, as the Gemara told us in Sachem, we talked about it last time. Um, and to be able to see, you know, that kol ma'adovid, rachmanu v'tavovid, so Rabbi Nachman told us in Torah Dao, that one has to do vidui before a tzaddik. He has to confess his averus before the tzaddik. This kind of vidui that's before the tzaddik is not the vidui that we're accustomed to, the vidui that comes as the, uh, you know, as one concretizes his process of tshuva and articulates uh, everything that he's done, you know, the charata, the kabbalah asid, the aziva sachet and all that. Um, out of order, which the vidui is there to concretize. That's 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 the vidui of tshuva. That's not the vidui we're talking about here. What kind of vidui are we talking about? It is confessing one's averus, but more in uh, in a kind of uh, of a conversation uh, of a person unburdening themselves to the tzaddik. Um, I would say almost in a kind of therapeutic way um, to be able to go over to discuss, um, to contemplate, to react to the different things that a person has done wrong. Um, in a discreet uh, fashion, um, in order to help the person process it and be able to reframe it and to see it um, in a different in a different way, and in that sense, the role of the time by by doing so, you can move out of kind of the the darkness of Elamazeh, where things seem very negative, to somehow see the positive. You know, I, I guess the silver lining of uh, of even negative things or, or things that a person has has done wrong. And in that <coughs> sense, the tzaddik is serving kind of the role of a of a friend. The Mishnah tells him self this obvious. That uh, a person should make for themselves a rebbe and uh, acquire for themselves a friend. So the Rambam there in his parish of Mishnah, and that mission of Sechus is a parak Aleph. So the Rambam says that there are many different kinds of friends, and he identifies different friends. You have some friends that your lives overlap with; it's just a friend of convenience. You have friends that are perhaps long distance friends, you know, that you share experiences with or whatever. And there's lots of reasons for friendships and different kinds of models of friends. Um, and they're all good and fine, but the Ramam, in that context, identifies or delineates a, a friend that's called a chaver bitochen, a friend that's like a, a you know a, a yedid, uh, someone you can trust, even with the person's insecurities, even with their failures. And the Ramam writes how important it is to have such a friend who won't judge you um, negatively. And perhaps that's why the Mishnah concludes: Havidanis kol adam Get a friend for yourself who's a chaver bitochen who will judge you positively meaning who you share kind of failures with, insecurities or other worries and concerns and different things that come up in life, and that person will give you uh, encouragement. That, that's an important friend to have. And that sounds like kind of what Rabbi Nachman here is describing. This might even be the paradigmatic friend. Uh, the Rebbe Rabunim notes that the first time a friend appears in Chumash is in Pashas Vayeshev, after Yehuda cast a deciding vote in the, in the fate of Yosef, um, that he should be sold and whatever. So the appears by his side, Chira uh, Re'eu Adulami. All of a sudden we find out he has a friend. Chira Re'eu Adulami, the Adulamite. Um, later on, when he gets entangled with uh, his daughter in law Tamar, um, and he has to admit everything that he did wrong and all that, that whole story, all of a sudden there he is again, Chira Re'eu Adulami. So the Rebbe Abunam knows the first time a friend appears on the scene is when problems arise in Yehuda's life. He makes a bad decision, a poor decision, um, with regards to Yosef, such that his brothers actually lost faith in him. His brothers criticized him. He realized he did something wrong. Clearly over here, with regards to Tamar, he admitted that which he did wrong. Um, and that's where his friend appears. 
And Rabbi Abunim says, you see from here what the role of a friend is. That is the paradigmatic friend. The first time a friend appears in Chumash is when it's there to support you when a person is down after they made mistakes. To be able to share it with that person. The whole word, Rei Ehu, his companion, is derived from the word Ra, bad. To be able to share something bad with. To share positive things and dance together with at happy occasions. That's fine. You have lots of people to do that with. But you need a Chavar Bitochen. You need that one friend that a, a person can trust. And over here, the re, this tzaddik in the life of the person you know, who's doing this confession, the role of the tzaddik seems to be kind of like a friend of helping one process and uh, reframe that which happened and to be able to see it uh, in a more positive way. And there's an advantage to being a tzaddik as opposed to being somebody else. We're going to get to next time what one of the challenges of, a, of the, that's, that's before the tzaddik is in this role. But there's an advantage to being a tzaddik. Why? Because if it's a friend, they're labdafka religiously inclined. They might have, uh, A, they might not be completely altruistic. They might, have, they might have nefarious intentions. I wouldn't necessarily trust them with this kind of sensitive information. The tzaddik, hopefully, is someone one can trust, right, implicitly. Um, but also, they're going to have a religious frame through which they'll, they'll be able to interpret that which happened. Um, so those are two positive, positive qualities. But lavdavka, it doesn't have to be a tzaddik. It could be uh, somebody else. It could be a friend. It could be a professional. Whatever it is, um, it's important to be able to process that kind of trauma but um, there's an advantage to it being a tzaddik. I don't think Rabbi Nachman here means to say that, again, this, this didn't exist. The whole industry didn't exist in his time. I don't know when Freud lived vis-a-vis Rabbi Nachman, but um, psychotherapy. Huh? Yeah, around the same time, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But I, I don't think he's, he's advocating that Rabbanim should, or you know, should serve in that, this kind of uh, diagnostic or clin- cl- clinical role. Um, even today, the Stipler writes in his letter that uh, rabbis should be careful about engaging in this kind of, you know, heav- heavily involved in these things. Better to outsource it, have a Rolodex, uh, you know, re- refer it to someone who's a professional. But at the same time, in terms of religious coaching, we definitely see Rebbe's definitely have this role. Rosh Hashiva's less so. But Rebbe's definitely have this role. A person has a problem, they come, they unburden themselves to the Rebbe, and the Rebbe is there to reframe and help them see the positive side of it. And that's, that's definitely a big piece. And that comes from this, uh, this Torah. That's what Rabbi Nachman is talking about, is that unburdening yourself to the Tzaddik, confessing to the Tzaddik, it doesn't mean confessing in some sort of penance, uh, you know, uh, a Goyish way. And it's not the Vidoy of Tshuva that we're accustomed to. This is uh, working through it in, uh, in the terms of, uh, of a conversation. Rabbi Nachman continues, though, and he says to Pesach and Savior Cheskel, kind of, what are the mechanics of this? What is the tzaddik supposed to do as he's talking to you? So um, he says to Pesach and Savior Cheskel, the Pesach says, Their sins were engraved on their bones. Their sins were engraved on the bones. So Rabbi Nachman explains that the sins that a person does get engraved on his bones. Why the after the bones? Why the after the bones? So the Zayar Kodesh explains because the Atzamois are a person, Kamitzad, uh, the sister of the Kedusha. That comes from Mitzad Kedusha. That's why after a person passes away, the bones remain. The bones are inherently Kodesh. The Basa, the Gidim, that comes from Mitzad the Tuma. That comes from Mitzad the, the Sitra Achra. Okay. So the Sitra, the Kedusha, is the Atzamois. So when a person performs an Avera, he's affected his bones. And the letters of the Avera so to speak, get engraved on his bones. Why does it have to be letters? Because the Sefi Yitzhira writes, we know this from uh, many different uh, Torah, that, um, so you say from the Sefi Yitzhira, that the, the building blocks of the world are the Oisius of the Torah. That's why we spend so much time on the Oisius, because the Oisius represent much more than the letters. They represent the building blocks for creation. Um, so everything that happens in creation gets expressed through the letters somehow. So when a person does an Avera, so the letters of the Avera, so to speak, have been engraved on his bones. What is the role of the tzaddik? The role of the tzaddik is to heal those bones and rearrange the letters. There's a famous Torah from the Baal Shem Tev. It appears in the Toldosach of Yosef Parshas Noyach. 
that uh, the Baal Shem Tov said, when a person does an Avera, there's a Gzar Din from Shemayim, it comes down in letters. So, let's say, the letters are Tzara, difficulty, Leilene. Says Baal Shem Tov, what's the role of a Tzadik when he davens to a Kaddish Baruch Hu, that this person should, you know, be changed from Midas Adin to Midas Harachmim, is to rearrange those letters. The letters exist, but rearrange them from Tzara to Ritzei, to be pleasing before a Kaddish Baruch Hu. Or, maybe this is more familiar, it's a famous comment of the Zayar, Kaddish also said for Yitzira, that the letters Nega and Oineg are related. Uh, a lesion and, right, and a delight. Nega and Oineg. There's nothing worse than an egg, and nothing better than an egg. That's the comment of Sefer Yitzira. Tzvah says, Atzeres and Saras are related. Also, same letters. What's the only difference between them? Where the ayin is placed. Nega, the ayin is at the end. Oineg, the ayin is at the beginning. Saras, Atzeres, the Tzadi, Reish, and Tafar are in the same order. It's only where the ayin is. It depends on one's perspective. So one comes, he did an Avera. The letters seem to him like a nega. The letters seem to him like tsaras. It seems to him like a tsara. What's the role of the tzaddik through his tefillahs? To rearrange it for him. To rearrange it for him. To help him see it in a different way, a different kind of a perspective. That's the role of the tzaddik. And why does it get engraved specifically on his bones? Why dafka the bones? Because atzamas is miloshin atzmias. When a person does an avera, he thinks it affected him. He thinks it affected him that he's somehow trave, he's somehow problematic. There's a trauma that remains with the person. So what is the Rebbe's role? To heal the bones, to heal the atzmias, to reshape his image, to help the person see you're still something that's in a, you know, you're still a holy Jew, you're still a kind of, that's the role of the Rebbe, what he's attempting to do. The tzaddik is attempting to rearrange the letters, to rearrange the person's you know, perspective on this issue. I guess in a kind of a therapeutic way, in order to help the person heal his bones, yeah, to heal his osmias, his self-image. That's, the, that's what's happening over here. Rabbi Nachman bases in a Gemara Masech Saita, probably familiar with the Gemara. The Gemara says that throughout the time that Claudius was traveling in the Midbar, the Atzamas of Yehuda were rattling around. Because Yosef made Claudius Israel take a Shavuot to bring back his bones to be buried in Eretz Yisrael. And it wasn't only Yosef, it was all of the Shvatim. So Maish Rabbeinu wasn't only carrying around the Atzimus of Yosef, he was carrying around all of the Atzimus of the Shvatim. So the Gemara says in Masech Lesaita, the Atzimus of Yehuda were rattling around. They were rattling around. Until Maish Rabbeinu reminded HaKadosh Baruch Hu, uh, Yehuda, remember that which Yehuda did, Shema Hashem Ko Yehuda. What did Yehuda do? He confessed his Avera. So Maish Rabbeinu reminded HaKadosh Baruch Hu that Yehuda confessed. And since Meshach Rabbeinu reminded the Kaddish Baruch Hu that Yehuda confessed, it was Ki'ilu Yehuda was confessed before Meshach Rabbeinu. All tzaddikim are somehow linked to the neshama of Meshach Rabbeinu. We mentioned that before. That's why every time a tzaddik says something or an amirah says something that's right, we say, Meshach Shepherd Kamarta. We say, Meshach, you said good. Why do we call every amirah Meshach? Because every amirah says something right. It's like a nitzot of Meshach Rabbeinu. So here, Yehuda was Ki'ilu confessing before Meshach Rabbeinu. And what happened when Meshach Rabbeinu reminded the Kaddish Baruch Hu that he confessed? His bones became reunited. The bones the, 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 went back into the joints and into the sockets, and all of a sudden the bones stopped rattling around. What happened? Yehuda was broken up over this Avera when he confessed it before Meish Rabbeinu, so all of a sudden he healed. It was healed. His image was healed. And that's the role of what the tzaddik is supposed to do when a person confesses these kinds of things, not to use a chas manipulative way, and not even just to be a, uh, a listening ear, which is important. That's for sure. Good. You always need to have a chavah like that. It's this be habidanis kol adam Help the person see. No, you're still you're still a good guy. You're still a good guy. And even the avera that you did is labdafka all bad. Labdafka all bad. Of course, it was wrong. You shouldn't have done it. But but there's a positive thing that could be derived from it. Rabbi Nachman quotes the gemara. The pasuk in parashas matos. The pasuk says when Kaiso took over the kalim from the midyanim, they had to kasher them. So kol asher tava 
Anything that was used with dry heat had to be kasher with dry heat. From there we derive libun. You take over an apartment. There's a tray for oven. You have to kasher it. How do you kasher it? It was used with dry heat. You kasher it through dry heat. Keboa kachpoto. Says Rabbi Nachman that tavir that kosher yavu beish tavir beish with the hair. What is the role of the tzaddik? A person doesn't have air with the ash of desire. What is he there? What is he supposed to show the individual? Look at this desire that you have. This shukah that you have. That's an amazing thing. Channel it now in the right direction. So a person didn't have air. Say yeah, that's not all bad. It's not all bad. It's wrong with the way that you expressed it. But 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 put it in a positive direction. They quote like that from the Baal Shem Tov. Everything that Rabbi Nachman a lot of these say this is based on the Baal Shem Tov. So there's another teaching from the Baal Shem Tov appears in Toldus Yaakov Yosef. On Parshas Boak, that the Gemara says in Masechta Sukkah, "Asa lava Kadosh Baruch Hu is going to shech the Yitzhara." Yeah, that's what we say in Chad Gadya. "Asa Kadosh Baruch Hu the shach of the Malach Hamovis." That's based in the Gemara in Sukkah. Kadosh Baruch Hu is going to shech the Yitzhara. Says the Baal Shem Tov. Doesn't mean the Kadosh Baruch Hu is going to move the Yitzhara. If we move the Yitzhara, Kais won't accomplish anything. The Gemara says in Sanhedrin, they want to move the Yitzhara. People stop learning. People stop having children. That's not a good thing. We need the Yitzhara to be a creative, productive individual. Those kinds of you know desires of the channel in the right direction that that serve as an engine for a person to accomplish great things. So what is the role of the tzaddik supposed to be? Or what does it mean when a Kaddish Baruch Hu shechs the Yitzhahara? It means the, the bad side of it. But we still need it in order to channel it for the positive. So so too, when the person confesses their averes before the tzaddik, what is the tzaddik supposed to say to him? The tzaddik is supposed to say, put your bones back together. No, you're atmius, you're a good guy. This is not you. This is something that you did, but you're fundamentally a person who's tar. And more than that, it's true you did something negative. It's true that you know it was expressed in the wrong direction. But the yesoid is tahar. That energy, that desire, that chukah that you have, that charisma, that you know, excitement, that you still need that. Hold on to that. You have it. It's a good thing. Channel it now in the right direction. And if uh, by doing so, a person can rearrange the avera. The avera was in engraved, you know, letters on the person's atzomas. You can rearrange it uh, from something that is tummy into something that is tahar. All right.